reason for it. Bill Beckham Jr. dropped eight in the regular season last year. That was sixth most in the league. Booming punt by wing. But Jamal Agnew a nice return. He goes by the punter wing, and he is off to the races. Jamal Agnew, the rookie out of the University of San Diego, makes it a two-score game. That's another Bob Quinn draft choice. Welcome once again to the Irish NFL podcast, brought to you in association with the 42.ie. You just heard the um, stupefying, electrifying pump return by Jamal Agnew on Monday Night Football there as the Lions thrashed the poor and pathetic New York Giants. I'm Mark Cockrell. This week, a rather placated Patriots fan, and I'm joined as always uh, by Brian O'Leary, a fan of the grim and gloomy New York Giants. Good afternoon, Mark. And Gordon Bridgefield, another smug Steelers fan this week. Look, when you're good, you're good. Good stuff, boys. You can follow us on Twitter at IrishNFLPod and do subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud to hear all our past episodes and don't miss the forthcoming ones. Now, guys, lots of things to talk about before we get on to the games, before we get on to how our picks fed, and before we even get on to the review of week three. A couple of off-the-field the stories, Gordon, you just wanted to allude to to begin with. Just four short ones. Um, I think the first one to start with is DeMar Smith has been re-elected as the NFL PA executive director, so I think he's going to get another shot at uh, challenging the NFL on the the CBA and see how they get on. Uh, I think it's due in 2021 20, or 20? 21-22 season, I think, and yep. uh, maybe we will have a lockout back there when that comes around. Look, it'll be another one. Uh, it's been alluded to in rugby world uh, these days. They're all saying that they're going to follow suit with what the NFL and the, the NBA have done in the past. Second one is the Dolphins have suspended linebacker Lawrence Timmons after uh, an unauthorized absence. So he left the team after reportedly growing angry about something not related to the team. So that could be an interesting one to figure out what that is. But uh, Personal yeah, situation in the background. Something there. going on there. Big off-season acquisition from the Steelers, of course, he yep. was. And yeah, not, not going to play down yet. Good old Roger Goodell. His contract still hasn't been concluded. And the rumours running the mill at the moment are that good old Jerry Jones has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, people are saying due to Ezekiel Elliott, or they're saying to he's not happy with the compensation payout. Uh, but yeah, apparently he's not even part of the executive committee that comes up and creates the contract for Roger Goodell. So there are six owners who are yeah. uh, old school ones, Robert Kraft, um, the Falcons owner, a few others. Uh, Jerry Jones isn't even part of that committee. But he's in their ear, obviously. Oh, but he's in their ear. and he's As Robert Kraft probably is. As well, Robert, Kraft, Robert Kraft Blank is part might of might be the, as well. Blank, yeah. uh, Blank Kraft are yeah. part of the committee. Of six, but um, apparently Jerry Jones holding it up due to make thirty-two million a year. Well, that's what he's currently making, and that's what he's due to make again. So, blank the dancer, eh? yeah, blank the dancer on the sidelines in the Super Bowl, yeah, uh, bit too early, the, yeah, and in the championship game. And uh, finished with a nice one that I saw today, which I thought was very interesting. Former NFL cornerback Charles Tillman uh, of the Chicago Bears is training to join the FBI, apparently. Pino Tillman. Apparently, Jude, uh, no, the FBI have no comment on it. They can't comment on things like this, but reportedly he is training to join the FBI. So they're going to train now in Quantico to do the pe- pe- uh, the peanut punch it used to be, wasn't it? Where he forced fumbles as a cornerback. So that'll be interesting to see. But look, let's turn our attention to things on the field. We kicked off week two with more putrid Thursday night helpings. The Texans beat the Bengals 13-9. This is the historically bad Bengals offense, the first team in the Super Bowl era to start the first two games with no touchdowns. Um, Shakespeare once said, there is something rotten in the state of Denmark. There is certain some, certainly something rotten in the city of Cincinnati. 
Uh, they've tried to fix it by replacing Ken Zampezi, their offensive coordinator, with their quarterback coach, which considering how Andy Dalton's played, I don't see how that's going to happen. Uh, or that's going to help. But very interestingly, it's the first time they've ever fired a coordinator in season in their 50-year history. Well, it looks like there's a scapegoat needed, and he's the man. But uh, I think Marvin Lewis should have went in the summer. We all said that in earlier podcasts, and the season has started really as much as, as we expected it to be in terms of how the Bengals, probably not to the extent of how, bad, how poor they've been. Even this week, the defence now is kind of throwing Dalton under the bus, and some of them are asking for Kaepernick to be brought in, which is uh, unusual. <laughs> But it just got, I can't see how he can come in and quickly turn things around. It's, it's, and they've given Dalton that contract, so I don't see how they can really even think about taking him out of the team. Yeah, I think the Bengals are kind of done for this year. We've kind of said it in week one already. Um, but the Texans, like, it just shows up bad. The offenses in the Texans, to beat them 13-9, I think Deshaun Watson had 124 yards. Um, and I saw on social media that I said, I'd give a shout-out to Connor Sharkey of Leinster Rugby, the social media manager. He's a Texans fan. And he was delighted with the win. I said, well, buddy, that's one of the few wins you'll be celebrating. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a long, long season. Well, Watson had that amazing 50-yard run just towards the end of the first half, which was one of, I'd say, three highlights in the whole game. JJ with the uh, spear to close the game out on the centre yeah, when they were playing a circus play was, was pretty amusing as well. I was um, the, the tackling for that particular touchdown, though. Watson, I mean, he shouldn't be running in a 50-yard touchdown. He, he should. Whenever was scrambling for a force down, to run in a 50-yard touchdown... Without really young, without being touched, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but look, it's not looking well for the Bengals, and uh, you know, by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Week three, they've got the Packers, so it's not getting any better for them anytime soon. Next game, we turn our attention to uh, the Bears at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers won this one, twenty nine seven, going away in the game. I would say quite comfortably. I almost feel like this is, uh, you know, come in, Mr. Bond, we've been expecting you. This was the Bears we expected to see. Mike Glennon throwing 45 times in a game is not a recipe for success. And last week we were giving some love to Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard, the one-two punch, the young running back, Corden. This week they ran for 20 yards on 16 carries combined. There was also the... But none of you saw the punt. Uh, there was a point if the Bears were getting the ball back, and Cohn, really experienced player, should realise I've got to leave this ball alone. And instead, he tried to pick it up and run it, and there's three players literally sitting on him waiting to snap the ball out. And of course, he did. They did. And turnover. Yeah, turnover. And pretty much that was at that stage. I know like, the Bucks were probably always going to win the game, but at that stage of the game, it was only three 0 and they scored a touchdown off that turnover, and literally the game was done then. Really, I think we all kind of saw what Glennon has done. The poor man. I, I feel sorry for him at times. He threw his interception and. Two interceptions, I think, was it for this game. Yeah. And uh, both are just awful. I was in really, really bad underthrows for one of them. Um, and you could just see him coming off the field. He, uh, I think he knows this is his year, well, last year in the NFL, probably. Um, fair play to the Bears that they stuck with him for the game. Um, so I think uh, Trubisky isn't ready yet to come in, which is nice to see because I think it's the one benefit to the Bears is if they can just keep Glennon in and admit they're going to lose everything this year and then next year come back. So the conversations they moved on to when they're going to start uh, Tabritsky and to, they're looking at the games coming up. So this weekend, can I call who they have? They have the Steelers, sorry. Then they've got the Packers. But they're, t- they're already earmarked and possibly to start against the Vikings come week five. They're trying to pick a game where yeah. th- it's a good, st- a good starting point for him in terms of who they're playing and who the opposition is and that's the game they're looking at. Why, why risk him? Look, for the Buccaneers, it was almost like a, an extra bye week. The Bears feeling sorry for them almost after... Uh, the the loss of the game against Miami last the week. The real test for the Bucks to be honest, is this weekend. They're going into Minnesota. Sam Bradford is expected to return. Yeah, uh, like the Vikings are good at home. Don't be too good away from home. So 
that's really where we'll know more about the books. Yeah, so hopefully it was a nice warm-up for them and we'll see how they get on. But look, a good start for them to their season, 1-0. and um, oh, A couple of games here which almost pains me to talk about. The Bills at the Panthers. Panthers taking this 9-3. This was... I mean, we're talking about the Bears being inept. This was atrocious. Uh, yes, there was good defensive play by both sides, but the quality was non-existent. LaShawn McCoy, nine yards on 12 carries. Tyrod Taylor, 125 yards passing, only a net of six in the first half. Panthers weren't much better. They needed a stop at the end to seal the win, and they have lost Greg Olson for about six to eight weeks on IR. I mean, guys. There's not much to say about it. The Panthers were just poor. Um, just, again, these games, you kind of look at them playing the Bills, and everyone assumed that we all picked the Panthers to win fairly handy, but I don't think anyone predicted a 9-3 win. Like that is just awful. But it is good to say that they're winning games where they're not playing well. They didn't play, you know, fantastic stuff against against the Niners in Week One either, and they won two games. So now, now two and zero, and they still, you know, yeah. the Saints coming now, up this weekend. Cam Newton though. did look decent on certain scrambles, so he does get out of. But again, he was being pressured way too much. Is he fully recovered from the shoulder? He was he was hesitant to throw some certain balls, and you could see that in the game. Um, and he went for that gap that he could see in the offensive line. And he ran, and he scrambled a lot in that game. Uh, but again, I, I'm not too... I just can't believe the Panthers only beat them 9-3. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. baffling, to be honest. Okay. They're 2-0. Oh, we'll, we'll see how they go this weekend against the yeah. Saints. So. Now, from, from bad to worse, the pain of the offensive incompetence continues. Cardinals at the Colts, 16-13 to the Cardinals in overtime. Uh, the cards look shot uh, a bit without David Johnson. And Carson Palmer looks every inch of his 38 years. Uh, the Colts used Jacoby Brissett as a starter after only a few weeks with them, uh, but they ultimately blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They were saved by one field goal miss at the end of regulation, but the angel of death had not left them. They were finished in overtime. Four sacks for Palmer. The poor lad, he must be broken at this stage. Um, there's only so many more sacks he can take. Uh, yeah, I just feel he just looks like an old man that just doesn't... like. It just confirms to me what I thought all along. I just don't think anything of the Cardinals this season. And I know some of you have been high on them. That's a game that they should Bri- be winning comfortably. Brian, but they won the game. Uh, they they won the game over the team you picked to go to the playoffs. And on the base that Luck was playing. That isn't playing. I said that last week. I said it week one. And yeah. I, said I said at the start when I said they wouldn't get six wins, yeah. Luck won't play and he'll be too injured. Well, I didn't expect him to be out for this long, but... Yeah, I, th- I think the Cardinals are looking like a bit of an aging team in certain areas. Um, like Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Palmer, just, yeah, they need to upgrade in certain positions to even come back. Their defense, we said, was one of their high points, or uh, strengths for yep. the season coming. The defense isn't playing the worst ball. No. But just unfortunately, when you've got a quarterback that is fragile, um, yeah, he's just, it's going to be a hard one for them this year. It's just two one and one, so like, we can't beat them up too much. No. Know? No, no, they still won the game. I mean, the Colts, it is a sad scene without Andrew Luck there. Andrew Luck has already been round that, ruled out of the Browns game for week three. So well, that's well, not a good sign. We say we can't rule them out, but when teams like the Cardinals are only beating the Colts 16 3 in overtime, the Panthers only beating the Bills 9 3. Like, yes, they're getting the wins, but. Again, when it gets to the end of the the business end of the season, that's when they'll really come through. And I don't think yeah. these teams will be there. Well, we, w is a W. We've seen teams who, at uh, week eight, week nine, previously looked like they're gone. The season's over, and they've they've gone on a run. So yeah. it's a long season. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I 
don't think the Cards and Colts are going to be in that category. No, no. not true. Um, finally, we'll get to a decent game, I would say. Eagles at the Chiefs. This was 27-20 by the Eagles. Uh, I called this one wrong. I thought this was going to be uh, last week a Carson Wentz big statement game. But look, it was a good game. Well-rounded performance by both teams. No letdown game for the Chiefs. Again, very solid. Alex Smith, 21 for 28 for 251 yards. And Kareem Hunt, again, with two touchdowns and over 100 total yards. But that's the point they're going to make. Up to now and previously other years, and we've all kind of had this image of the Chiefs being, you know, steady and offense, game management material from from Smith quarterback. But they've got the X factor now in Kareem Hunt, and it it opens up so many avenues for... Other plays, you can see a few trick plays from Smith and uh, Kelsey as well during the game, which we're not used to seeing. They're looking the shovel pass to the tight end. But they the tried a few of them last week against they the Patriots, but they, there was a bit of a ripple effect this week. They kind of did a few other ones which we hadn't seen, and one of them turned into a touchdown. They look a lot. They look explosive on offense now, which is not what we are expecting them. I'm still again. I'm a big car, uh, a big Chiefs fan, but I'm Kelsey's just not doing it for me on offense. In terms of as a receiving threat, for me personally, I just and I know he got the touchdown. I know he got one or two nice passes, but you just expect more from. You're putting him up in the the spheres of you know the Gronk and the top two, top three tight ends in the game, and in terms of blocking, brilliant, etc. But you want your number one tight end like that to be really a second choice wide receiver and getting that sort of yardage and those um, points. It just hasn't done it for me yet. Um, I won't steal your thunder, Mark. I'll let you. Well, I, I uh, thank you. I was just going to make one point that whilst Hunt did a great, had a great running game for the Chiefs, the Eagles not so much. Well, you're, they had a top rusher. They did. Know? Yeah, Carson Wentz. Yeah, it just didn't happen to be a running back. <laughs> yeah, four four rushes for fifty five yards, which was nice. But Legarrette Blunt didn't get a single carry, a single carry, and that is more uh, concerning, I would say, as a, as an Eagles fan, thinking he's going to be your short yardage slash pile driver of a back wearing a defensive uh, front down. It was all Sproles and um, uh, and Wentz and uh, a couple of a smaller... Um, but I think Sproles only got 40-something yards. He did 47, uh, 48 yards, I think, on 10 carries. It was a small enough sample yeah. size. I said a few weeks ago, they don't actually have a standout running back. It's no. going to be a running back by committee uh, situation there. You don't have a standout running back that can take the lead for the entire game. That will come back to haunt, I imagine. Yeah, I think so. Um, next game we come to, this was the game on Sky that most people have seen. Patriots at the Saints. Uh, 36-20, Patriots win. Um, Brian got this horribly wrong in favouring the putrid Saints defence. Um, some people might have seen this and wondered, well, what was the panic about with New England? Because uh, it looked great. Brady had three first-quarter touchdowns on his way to a 447-yard day, throwing 30 for 39. But... There's still gaps there. The secondary didn't play great. Um, and I think the Patriots have to measure about teams a lot better than the Saints and the Saints defense because a lot of people have a field day with these guys. Yeah. From, again, call me out if I do think I'm wrong here. But again, I rewatched it. And Brady under pressure in the pocket, he throws some amazing pass. That first touchdown, if you rewatch that first touchdown, the pocket is closing. He pretty much has zero gap between the front and back of him. And he still gets a massive throw over the top for a touchdown to Burkhead. Um, I think the offensive line for the Patriots showed how to protect pa- uh, Brady, but Brady just seems to know how long he has. He like, like he just seems to, under pressure, when the pocket is closing, he doesn't panic ever. He knows the clock. Yeah, he was just so impressive to watch in the pocket. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, again, Gronk was coming out, played some great balls. Um, he, when you've got Gronk on your side and he's playing to the top of his potential, 
you've got a tight end, like I say, he's the number one in the league. Um, it was interesting to see the Patriots. On the Saints side, there was glimpses of what um, the, the guys can do, especially with Drew Brees. He threw one or two good passes, but they just looked like a poor team this year. The, again, it's the big thing. They're aging down in um, that defense. Yeah. That defense is really bad. The secondary is terrible. Yeah. And I didn't expect it to be as bad as it was. It was bad in week one, but you, you weren't too sure. But yeah, it was really confirmed on Sunday. The Patriots, now, they're obviously not going to play against the standard of team that the Patriots are every week, but they were picked apart literally drive for drive nearly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, pa- the Patriots had 30 points at half time. Only two field goals in the second half. I think they were down to one fit wide receiver, in fairness. But at the same time, they didn't need to push it. They were burning clock. Um, yeah. Saints to let them get that far was very poor. Patriots, few injuries building up as well. Gronk came off. We'll see what his status is. Burkhead as well. And they need some wide receivers back. But certainly I was I was happier. A bit of a bounce back. Um, moving on, talking about bounce backs, though. Titans at the Jaguars. 37-16 to the Titans this one was. A bounce back week for them after uh, a tough game against the Raiders last week. They dominated the second half of this game. It's ground domination. Five five yards a carrier on average on 36 carries will get it done, even with DeMarco Murray sitting on the bench. Yeah, Henry was very impressive. He kind of took it on and led the team. But it, like it's, it's kind of confirmed what we what we thought. The Titans are a serious player in this, in this division this year. And the, the first week there against the Raiders was always going to be a very tough game, but they really responded very well. Very impressed with them. Yeah, no, I really was. But I think what the Jags have shown is what a great defense can do for you and how long it can keep you in a game. Because I think the final score was 37-16. But do you know what the halftime score was? 6-3. 6-3 with yeah. a last-second field, field goal, goal to just put... So Absolutely. It, it was yeah. going in 3-3. So the Jags' defense kept them in the game. But unfortunately, when you literally do not have a single weapon on offense, there's little the Jags could do. And there's only so long the defense can keep up that momentum. But uh, yeah, the Titans, Mariota... Now, the one thing I will say about Mariota, his interception was so poor as in he threw a pass at an area where the wide receiver had already run past um into into a space with it was two a, it was a clear miscommunication clear miscommunication yeah. so poor and you can't be doing that at this level if they want to be getting into the playoffs and moving forward because it was two defenders he threw out with no receiver there um so again hopefully it's just a, gl- a, a blip in his well, thing, he's got a defense ahead of him this Sunday in seattle so it'd be interesting to see the, you know this is a proper test you know yeah. they lost the forest real test against the raiders They've won a division game, which we probably all we all went for the Titans. Yep. This Sunday at home to Seattle, we'll really see where they're really will, yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to see can they get at um at the offensive line for Seattle. But yeah, I was really, really impressed with the Titans. I think Mariota is turning into a great I'm delighted to see Derrick Henry getting the game time and getting the balls because I think he ninety two yards with the average of like six six yards a carry. Yeah. And that's what you want for the touchdown he bulldozed everybody yeah, into exactly. the end zone. Yeah, over, overall, overall running backs was five yards a carry, but Derrick Henry brought the average up. Yeah. Um Fully agree on the Jaguars. They were look. They were overmatched in this game. The the Titans haven't really rolled out that new look passing attack that they've upgraded yet. But uh, it was more enough for the Jags. Blake Bortles turned back into a pumpkin, and they suffered an injury to Adam Robinson, which is very painful yep. for the Jags and their yep. limited options. We go from one divisional game to another divisional game, and I'm only going to mention this one in particular because I got it right and you boys got it wrong. <laughs> this was the Browns at the Ravens, 24-10 to the Ravens over the Browns. Um, Once bitten, twice shy. I won't be. I won't be picking the Browns this weekend. <laughs> Even though they are playing the Colts, I'm not picking the Browns. Oh well, we'll see when we get there. They played. Um, they did what we expected of them. They they hung in the game for quite a while. Yeah. The Kaiser went out with a migraine. You know, he went off and had a couple of Panadol, <laughs> and then he came back in. Um, a bit of a snooze for half an hour. And uh, Hogan, I, I didn't even realize he was the backup because there was a true way uh, race to get the quarterback 
place uh, yeah. in preseason, and he wasn't in the tree. No. So uh, and then he came back into Kaiser and he threw an interception in the red zone, which was disappointing. Look, so. uh, the more and more we lose these early games, I think the Browns should be winning. Did you say uh, we? Sorry, I. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I look at my prediction and I kind of get a little bit worried. But what I will say, and I think we have said it from the very start, performance is what the Browns will be judged on. And as an overall team, the improvement is unbelievable from every aspect of it. So I do think the Browns are getting there, but it's just still... You, you keep trying to draw out these Pyrrhic victories. So you you know keep trying to extract them from the flames Look, of despair. We don't, need to, we don't need to talk any more about the Browns. I think we won't one, talk one point, anymore one about... One more point on the game. Sorry, we said last week that the Ravens' defense will carry them a long way, and it was proven again. The, ra- the defense stepped up again, made some good interceptions. Five turnovers. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, really, really made a great show. I, I, I don't want to talk about the Browns, but I want to make one point about the Ravens. I, I feel like it's almost time for our weekly quiz show, which is who's injured for the Ravens today? And this week, guys, it was... Oh, uh, Yanda. Yeah, Marshall Yanda out for the season. That is their fourth key lineman. Two starters, two key reserves that they've lost for the entire season now. Well, we've got to give On top of all their other... Injuries. No, I fully agree. I was slating them during the offseason. Yeah, and, and we didn't think it was a great idea. But, like, I mean, that's four linemen they've used. I mean, that's four offensive linemen more than Seattle and New York Giants have I'll put I'll together. I'll take that offensive line. But yes. These guys could start for the Giants on one knee, basically, because they'll be better than what you got. But but who, who where does the blame lie? Because there has to be some blame or criticism put here somewhere within the Ravens organization because you don't have this many injuries just... Strength and condition and what's going yeah. on. There is there is something behind the scenes because and, and I guarantee you you'll see a shake up during the season, the next off off season because you should not be suffering and a lot of these are kind of lower leg, lower limb injuries. So yeah, it'll be a very very interesting one. For Somewhere next along the line, I think it's gonna come up. Yeah. So we move from two AFC North teams to another. Goldo's first team, second team. I keep getting mixed up, but it's the Steelers who uh, had the visit of the Vikings. Uh, at the weekend, and they beat them com- comprehensively, 26-9. Um, I think this game is a non-event once Bradford was there. Well, was, it was always going to be a tough game anyway. Mm. If and he the doesn't, fact that he's gone... Just if he doesn't let you down on the field, he lets you down uh, by not getting onto the field. It's just disappointing the for them because they had a such a good start last week. I know the Saints, as you said, were poor, but they've gone 1-0, and then they're going into the Steelers, which is always going to be a very tough game. Steelers never got out of second gear, to be honest. But again, I think the Steelers, we're just like a steam train. We're warming oh up, lads. We're only week two. But again, how many wins do we have, Brian? How many wins do we have? Go on, just say it. I think it's two more Is than the Giants. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we're warming up. We're getting there. Again, steam big train, man. Bit. Choo-choo. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> big, <laughs> big, big, big Ben is putting in performances that are showing bits of improvement. You've got Bell, who again rushed for 87 yards. Martavis Bryant, who I said if he stays healthy, will become a number one threat. Again, 97 yards uh, with a touchdown at the weekend. So when everyone starts working together, I think by come middle of the season, you'll see the Steelers really, really rocking and rolling. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, I mean, three of 13 on third down conversions. If they don't improve that, they won't be leaving the station. So I will I will say... Oh, boom, boom. <laughs> I, I will say two wins, though, lads. Just two wins. Let's, let's, let's go from there. All right. Okay. We'll take it on that. So uh, another game... We're going to bring you to Dolphins at the Chargers. And I just want you to go with me in this, guys, for a minute. Imagine the scene. Cody Parkey from the Finns has just kicked a 54-yarder. He's now 4-for-4, four four, perfect on plus 50 field goals as a pro. Rivers drives the Los Angeles Chargers in their first game in Los Angeles in under a minute into field goal range. They line up a 44-yard kick. Jung Ho Koo. The same distance they had the field goal block last week against the Broncos is facing it. 
almost you can hear the strains of Redemption Song by Bob Marley whistling through the stands. He comes up, kicks the ball, but pushes he, it wide right. And he also got right. a helping hand by the Dolphins, Adam Gaze, because the Chargers had no timeouts left. They were rushing on the field to get ready to kick the field goal, which is under pressure. He doesn't get a chance And they to tried to ice him. And then they called the timeout with 10 seconds to go, yeah. so which was unusual. Um, look, yeah, you're right. It's unfortunate for the young lad. He's missed two field goals in two weeks, and it's kind of unfortunate for the Chargers. Mm. They're 0-2, and, and they could easily be at least 1-1. One one. But uh, I just want to make the point that I, d- I did pick the Dolphins to win. You didn't. Um, but oh, I must have and, missed that. And Sorry. the valid reasons I had for that one was the Dolphins went out there 10 days in advance in light of the game being cancelled in week one. What we And you all say Cutler was going to get eaten up, but... Adam Gaze was his, was his offense coordinator when he was in Chicago. He's used to that offense. An extra week, I think that was an advantage to him, the extra week off to get ready. And uh, he's got a better team there, and he looked he looked comfortable playing for them, I have to say. No, I was, I, I was impressed with Cutler. A big thing for me is, Mark, can you pronounce that kicker's name again for me just one more time? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Young Ho Koo. You've been pronouncing that, See, practic- practicing that one all week. See, he's used to ordering the Chinese yeah. the weekend. <laughs> 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 he, he's uh. Korean. Fine. Sorry, Please. sorry, oh, sorry. Man. I'm not even saying more before we get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on then to the Jets Raiders, which was a bit of a blowout again, you know? Yeah, no, 45 20 for the Raiders over the Jets. Look, they easily covered a huge spread in this. They're clicking into gear. Carr went 23 for 28, with three, uh, 23 of 28 uh, attempts with three touchdowns. I was impressed with the touchdowns. They were all to Crabtree, three touchdowns. He looked, they looked like yeah. they've struck up a very good connection. Marshawn oh. Lynch dancing on the sidelines. Oh yeah, he was a bit of a groover, it was wasn't it? It was, oh, it was embarrassing. Awful. It was an awful. Yeah, and it's a shame because the place is half empty. <laughs> you look the top tier, no one in the stadium. Yeah. No wonder they're leaving. Well, I mean, this could have been a horrendous homecoming, given it's the first game in Oakland since the Raiders announced they're going to Las Vegas. But instead, it was party atmosphere. Yeah, AFC party atmosphere in the stadium half empty. Yeah, but <laughs> there's been games that have been half empty in Oakland, and it's been less than a party atmosphere. It's been full-scale riots almost yeah. going on. Look, yeah. they're, they're literally their hometown boy, Marshawn Lynch, was there, scored a touchdown, ran hard, had a dance on the sidelines. Great stuff. Lads, it was Jets are still awful. It was against the Jets. At least they scored. At least the Jets got some points in the board, which is interesting. But yeah, yeah. the Jets, not much more, as you can say. Um, Seahawks uh, faced the 49ers. They came to visit them in uh, CenturyLink. 12-9, Seahawks oh. destroying the 49ers in an amazing game. It was absolutely fantastic. You, I mean, you think you say the Giants are in trouble offensively on... I say both both of you are. I say Seahawks are just as bad. Well, Seahawks are probably more... uh, There's an expectation that they will go win the Super Bowl more so than the Giants. I'll be okay. I picked the Giants, but um, I'm blinded to boy love. (laughs) These guys, these are supposed to be serious contenders. They look really bad. Their offensive line was atrocious. I I I just felt sorry for the lad. It was just awful for the Seahawks. They had no chance of winning this game. Or sorry, no chance of blowing out this game, which they should have against the 49ers. 12-9 against the 49ers who are in a serious, serious transition yeah. mode. So, yeah. And there's an interesting article going around that they're looking to trade Wilson. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's up there today. I'm not sure which website it's ESPN or one of them. They're considering putting offers out for him. That they Is just it because they don't rate him anymore? They just think he's taken a downward torn since that Super Bowl and went through the interception when they said, okay, Marshawn Lynch should have ran it, but that's a decision called by the coordinator. But... Just saying, he just hasn't he hasn't stepped up to Mark. I know it's I'm showing her out there, and you haven't read big, it. That's a big call. Now I don't know what's going to happen this season, but it certainly looks like they're going to move forward somewhere well, else I mean next season. The Schneider and Carroll have been afraid. They had Sherman on the trading block all during the summer. Um, they're not afraid to let big players go. They're not afraid to let big players go. And Wilson did win a Super Bowl in the second season, um, but 
He's not put, consistent. He's not consistent. That offense isn't consistent. Yeah. I would put an awful lot more down though on the offensive line than Russell Wilson. Oh no, I, yeah. so, But maybe they feel one, they can't upgrade the offensive line quick enough for him, and two, he has taken a serious beating, and maybe it's just mentally it has affected him, and they're see- and they're seeing something but that we're not self seeing. Uh, uh, sabotage there because I mean remember they traded Unger to the Saints in yeah. exchange for Jimmy Graham yeah. and things like that they have they've had the opportunity they've had plenty of chance but the, they the just question that I put out there is which Super Bowl do you remember most the one that he he won because he won because the Seattle's defense was so good 43-8 or the one he threw away with I uh, it's always the one he threw away from me so that's the one I think of yeah. So yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, I vaguely remember the one he won. So yeah, I'd agree with you there. Forty-three-eight. And I'm certainly not saying that's the reason, because as I said, I repeat myself, but someone called that cup that play, not him. So, but look, it was an interesting article. You yeah, can yeah. Have a read of it. Well, I mean, it, it just throwing out there. Um, we've talked. Forty-nineers aren't in a great shape. Seahawks only scraped by them. Cardinals uh, obviously have been poor, and we all predicted the Seahawks to walk this division, but. Is the door open, even though they lost at the weekend, and I'm just going to throw it out there, is the door open to the LA Rams? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Because, foolishly, the three of us... Yeah. Went for the we, LA Rams last week. Yeah, and we've jumped on them very quickly, and we were very negative about them during the off-season in our previews for the season. And then they just they just proved what we always yeah, know th- about th- them. This is why I would say no. When we get to our prediction round, it's the Rams versus the 49ers. There are only two picks that I have not been able to nail down yet. That is one of them. So I think that says enough about the Rams. Um, no, they can't. They okay. can't do it. Well, I mean, as I say, Rams lot went down to the Redskins who visited them 27-20 at the weekend. We were believing in Sean McVay's magic and he was working wonders with Jared Goff. But the Redskins got back on track. Very solid display by them. And the ship slightly righted after a poor week. The wrong game was really the efficient for them. Really helped them. While we're talking about things we got all wrong, we all also went, and I, I still can't believe we did do this as again. We all went for the Cowboys at the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, even despite flagging the Broncos as a contender, emphasizing deficiencies in the Cowboys' defense, particularly secondary. Why? Why again? Did we all pick the Cowboys we to got, win in Mile High? We, we got blinded by the uh, you know America's team, the the big star. Um, you got blinded by Week One's win against the Giants, but yeah. but to but be we've honest, seen how bad the Giants it, it was are a, now. It was a yeah. terrible performance both for the Giants. Week I mean, it is true. We shouldn't get past. We shouldn't get blinded by teams beating really, really bad teams. I yeah, mean, no. that that's something we can't get sucked into and everything. So I'm not going to be too high on the Lions after being such a poor team again this week. Um, well, we haven't got there yet. So oh, no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll come to it. Uh, Sorry, I, ta- I, thought the, I thought the Zeke Elliott band did start this weekend because he had nine carries for eight yards. He threw his toys out of pram. He gave up on the team and then he sat in the sideline with, with a face on him for the rest of the afternoon. Failed to chase back on an interception. Got called out by Jason Garrett afterwards and he hasn't ruled out internal punishment. Now, internal punishment, he'll get a fine. Well, judging by the fact that they pushed so hard to get him to be playing the games, I don't think yeah. they're going to turn around now and start not playing him. I yeah. don't want to overlook, also, just before I come to you, Gordo, it was 42-17, it was a complete shellacking, but it was quite an impressive display by the Broncos and by Trevor Simeon, a quarterback, who we didn't give a lot of love to before. Four touchdowns, Charles. Yeah, yeah. Paxton yeah. Lynch has been locked up and the key's been thrown away for the rest of the season. We're not going to see him at this stage. Um, Dak Prescott, I, again, is he suffering from you know second season syndrome? Um, I think that's a big one to ask as well, because was the only reason he was decent last year due to Zeke Elliott? Um, if that's the case, you're not going to be an elite quarterback. Now, we had high praise. Now, I'm not saying we can suddenly turn on Dak Prescott. We all have high praise from him. We think he's a good quarterback. But again, you just can't go from what you did last year 
to what has happened so far this season, even with all of the external circumstances that are happening. So I think the Cowboys need to fix something and they need to write something fairly quickly. Otherwise, people need to start looking at Gareth. They need to start looking at the oh, overall are you, are, you, are you saying he, Gene, you're throwing a few people under the bus today, aren't you? I'm just saying. Haven't you hit week three? General manager Gordon. Jason Garrett can't go from what he did last year with the Cowboys, with the big decision that he did, which was letting Roma go and bringing in Prescott and playing for a season. Going with them this year and then seeing what how they're playing. So something has gone wrong in the off season. Fair yeah, enough yeah. with all this everything that's happened in the background. Something has gone wrong. But a I lot of a lot of pundit, pundits who know more than we do, mm. y- y- you know, to be honest, were saying that they would they would suffer from last season. They would yeah. Yeah, rest. No, no, sorry. We did. Yeah. Yeah. We all, I don't think any of us have them to win the division. No. And we were all, we were calling out their secondary. What makes me laugh is we're doing that in all our preseason. We get to week two and suddenly we've forgotten about it. But anyway, we, we got yeah. that one wrong. The Broncos weren't... Uh, I mean, they won the game on Monday night against the Chargers in week one. They weren't amazing here. Okay, yeah, so. yeah. So look, they're the only two games that Pod got wrong completely. Uh, there was one game that we, we'll, I suppose, we have to touch on where Brian got it right and me and Gordo got it wrong. Another one. Uh, another one, unfortunately. We'll come to the one you definitely got wrong shortly. Don't worry. Oh God. Um, but Packers at the Falcons. Falcons winning twenty. Th- uh, sorry, thirty-four twenty-three at home. No, this was the game of the week. The Falcons showed up to play. They maybe got rid of a little bit of nerves that, okay, we're not going to throw away another massive lead in this game. But, and it's rare we have to say this, this game was thrown away by none other than number 12, Aaron Rodgers. He didn't fancy it, you don't know. He was getting, he was really under pressure all night. The offensive line just couldn't compete with the, the rush coming from the Falcons. And I have to say, I know we're a few weeks in, if right now Falcons are an already one week one against the Bears are poor, but you don't know the expectation that comes with a new stadium playing against what you deem to be a team going for the NFC. They were really impressive. 21-7 in the third quarter. Um, I, the, the score doesn't really do it justice. No, no, but let's come back to this. It was 17-7 towards the end of the first half. Packers ball. What does Rodgers do? He throws, are we talking about dreadful inception. Sorry, that one, A yeah. really bad inception. They get the ball to start the second half. And uh, Falcons go on to score a touchdown. They get the ball to start the second half. Second player of the second half. And he's in the middle of being sacked, tries to throw the ball to a receiver, backward pass, fumble recovery for six. And he almost single-handedly turned it from 17-7 to 31-7. Yeah, yeah. it was but a poor performance. This is the first result I'm actually kind of glad that my pick was wrong because I am I am a fan of the Falcons. I, I, I do enjoy... Team number three? Five, five. Five. No, no, we, we have the Steelers, we have the Browns, Chiefs. the Chiefs because of my homies, and now... The Falcons. Okay. So all he's right up to guys, four. He's right up to guys, four. All right, all right. But yes, I, I, I enjoy watching the Falcons play. This is going to get ridiculous. They, they, well, they nearly beat the pass last year. you got to put them up there, you know. But um, I do enjoy watching them. I have to say it was really, really nice to watch. Sorry. Yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of of the opinion, I'm delighted to see them beat the Packers because, again, I don't, I don't think the Packers are in. I didn't have the Packers going too far, but I just thought Rodgers would do something for them this year. Um, but, yeah, Rodgers, that interception was awful. To throw a pass like that, I... There's so he'd, someone did it similarly, a top quality quarterback did it recently as well, where he was getting sacked. But yeah, um, not a great can't, performance. Can't think. Was it top quality or is it Eli Manning? Anyway, <laughs> that brings us neatly when we're talking about this to our last game Lions at the Giants. The Lions won this 24 10 going away. Mark and Gordo got this one right. Brian was woefully mistaken. I mean, let's talk briefly about Lions. They are top of the NFC North, very efficient, no silly mistakes. You know, jiggy jiggy, let's get Ziggy answer, destroying Eric Flowers on the edge. They had a real commitment to the running game and a great pump return, as you heard at the start of the pod, by Jamal Agnew. 
I mean, for the Lions, this is key. They've really got to commit to beating these poorer teams if they want to stay top of the NFC North. You know, you, you know the next uh, uh, the next Pat's loss, I I can't wait for it because no, it's going to be one of the be best be... episodes of the pod ever. No, no, no. When Brian... I had 10 I'm gonna drive, bloody days. I'm going to be driving over to his house. I had 10 bloody days of the Chiefs loss. Uh, yeah, the Pat's loss to the Chiefs. Of From who? Ten, from you, you shagger. Text messages, WhatsApp messages, on the pod. No, 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 no hang no, on a second, no. hang on. This is supposed to be an impartial NFL podcast, and the Twitter page is supposed to be the same. We were just simply sending out information <laughs> for fans to read, you know, and embrace the result of week one. That's, that's true. So, I mean, let's embrace the result. The Giants have a total of 13 points after two games. Eli Manning has played absolutely dreadfully. The offense hasn't done anything. Brandon Marshall looks like the worst pickup of all time. Well, Odell that, Beckham has just much. about made the pitch. Brian, why don't you give us your family-friendly thoughts on this? I'm gonna, I'm getting. I suppose I'm repeat myself at this stage. It's the offensive line, and it's it's serious, yeah, serious concerns. They look just completely depleted. He doesn't seem to understand or what or know which is the right ones. He's continuously changing it around. That's not going to help any offensive line. So whether they're good or bad, you can't keep making changes. Um, across the board, he just doesn't know what his best four or five in there is. Eli doesn't know who's going to be in from one play to the next. Eli looks very nervous because he just do doesn't know. Do you think they made the best decision with Odell Beckham, or should they have just left him off for this? Because they, what they only brought him in for third downs, He's certain game, certain plays within the game. Uh, he was running straight routes for the whole game. Yeah. He didn't. There's no, but again, like he's he's playing with an injury. Um, you, we've gone on about all these preseason injuries where people done ACL, done ACL on their own where. For Beckham, unfortunately, one player wanted to take him out for the season, so one it's a bit of a. One player delivered legal hit as confirmed. Well, it's it's yeah, but afterwards. you know, there's a kind of a gentleman's agreement in preseason for all teams. It is. You don't no, go no, no, it, 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 I agree with Brian in this one, isn't it? Was a bad hit, but regardless of that, would you, if you were picking, he has team, to play. Even, even, even. He has way. to play because the defense changes. The other team's defense mindset changes. They double coverage him. He was double coverage on like even playing w- with one leg. You know, but the problem is, yeah, the expectation is then that other players are freed up to make space. And Marshall, you know, not to call out particular plays of the game, people have beaten up Eloy over a delay of game. We still went 17-10 and we took a field goal. And then in the fourth quarter, we're still in the game by one score. Second down, Marshall on a go route. Two in the bread basket. Two plays later, the punt and the game is over because yeah. special Sorry, team. Just to explain, Marshall dropped the ball rather poorly. Explain. Um, and it, if you had a look, ifs and buts. If you had a cut it, we would have been in the red zone possibly, and we would have possibly scored and went seventy. If 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 if, 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 yeah. So look, let's move on. But just Picks, no. Sorry, one more. The offensive line is bad. Is bad. But it. if you, you look at what's going on, they don't seem to understand. They're Constantly on the They're back five foot. strangers who have never Force met. Force equals mass by acceleration. So start going forward and tackling the defensive player instead of being on the back foot every time. I think tackling the defensive player is a penalty, but still. Oh, we'll move, we'll you, know, move on. you know what I mean. We'll move on. Uh, our picks this week, we alluded to some of them we got wrong. We alluded to some we got right. Uh, Gordon, if I remember correctly, we all went 11 for 16 this week, which means, unfortunately, you're still winning. Still winning. Uh, uh, yeah, 11 for 16. So, again, we kind of said the, the ones we all got wrong, the Cowboys game, the Rams game, uh, and then games where only one person got it right was Packers against Falcons, Lions against Giants, which we've just touched on, and the Browns against the Ravens, which myself and Brian decided. And the was Dolphins a good game. Pick. And the Dolphins game. Dave, the Dolphins game, Brian got right. Before we move on to week three, um, any other random hates, loves, comments, yes. thoughts from the weekend? Yes. Go for it. Tony Romo. I can't stand him as a commentator already. You're week flawed. two. You're wrong. 
He's coming I, out. He's I, not commentating. He's coming in like he's an offensive coordinator and he's calling out the players before the play is I, taken I enjoy off. that, though. I, no, I, I, I saw no. the clip of him and they, they, they did it for one of the, the week one game and he predicted pretty much on average, I would have said 90% of the plays. He did, I, I, he did it in the Saints game as well. Yeah. He called the touchdown for the Saints. I, ter- the I, ter- I thoroughly enjoyed it. No, it's something I, different. No, but again, I, I, just want, I just want to say that Brian doesn't like the ex Cowboys quarterback and would rather the ex New York Giants quarterback was still the analyst. What I a do, I do miss. There. I have to say, I do miss Phil Sims and co commentate with Jim Nance. I really enjoy those two as a combo. Mm. But unfortunately, we have to listen to Romo. That's exactly uh, right, Jim. Yeah, that's exactly right. We have right. to listen that's to Romo now, thinking he's an offensive coordinator for the whole season. Thankfully, NBC have the Super Bowl, and maybe we'll be in a bar somewhere together watching it. We won't have to listen to Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that. One that um, it was pointed out in the Sheck report on NFL.com, well worth a watch for all NFL fans. Um, Dave Damashek points out uh, some interesting points from each week. And this one, it was Byron Jones of the Cowboys uh, deciding to not tackle. Anderson on a rush and as you watch the play there's a gap Byron Jones has a clear run at Anderson to stop the rush for a touchdown and they see he looks to his right and he see he sees a, a Broncos player and he runs over and blocks him and just decides to get out of the way of Anderson does not want to tackle that, that man pretty much the Cowboys uh, on Sunday night oh, everybody was, wanted to get out of the way yeah it was it was it's embarrassing and to have it pointed out like that it was it's well worth a watch because it's obvious he's looking at Anderson looking at Anderson decides no and turns right yeah, I've got three quick ones. Joe Thomas, actually, at the weekend, played for his 10,000th straight snap. Yes. Uh, ever since he's a rookie, he's played every single snap the Browns have taken. And he insists, and he insists on that. He, he insists. insists on that, and he threw somebody off the pitch almost when 2013, yes, when someone was coming on, uh, to replace him at the end of a blowout. Uh, Brian, what you wouldn't give for one Joe Thomas, I think, at the moment, would be something. Matt Prater in the Lions-Giants game kicked a 54 or 56-yard, 56-yard, oh. which was actually, though, uh, talked about Cody Parkey earlier on, his 12th straight 50-yard-plus yeah. field goal. It's Great a, it's kicker. You have to say kudos to him because a couple of years ago when he left the Broncos, he had a lot of issues going on outside of the NFL and he seems to have come back very strong yeah, yeah. really consistent and, and kicker. a great consistent kicker and the last one and you only briefly alluded to it Brian Eli Manning key player of the game fourth down fourth and goal and he gets a delay of game penalty Still don't playing think at home yeah uh, atrocious Anyway, I, look, I think that's been overemphasized. That one, to be honest. Really? Okay. Uh, we took I, field goal off. I, I just, I just wanted to emphasize it again for you. Yeah. Anyway, let's go through next week's rundown and picks. Uh, start off Thursday night game. Another thrilling Thursday night game. Rams at the 49ers. Gordo, who you got? So, like I said, there's two picks out of all these games, and I'm still undecided. And I currently am as well. It's the Rams against the 49ers. I was up on the Rams after week one. We went for them week two, and they let us down. Um. After seeing how the 49ers got on the weekend, I am going to take a chance and I am going to go with the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Rams. Uh, it's a, you're right, it's a very difficult it's one to It's pick. a hard one to pick. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to stick with the Rams. Yeah. Um, I just don't think the 49ers have a quarterback that's going to convince me that they're going to win the game. I'm just going to jump ship for this one, so I'm going with the 49ers. You're going with the 49ers. I take the Rams. Uh, I think they've got more to offer than the yeah. 49ers in relation to this. Ravens at Jaguars, London baby. We start off with our London games uh, this season with the Ravens at the Jaguars playing at Wembley. Yes, yes playing at Wembley. Correct. I'm trying to remember the two Wembley and two Twickers games. Um, That's your afternoon on Sunday, Sarge? Well, it's She'll the be whole deli- day, basically. She'll be delighted it? with that, won't she? She will be, yeah. That'd be great. Um, who you got, Brian? Oh, God, God, God. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, 
it's gas. We were all giving out with the Ravens all pre-season. Now all of a sudden we're very high on them. So we'll probably be back here la- next week and say we look like silly buggers again after <laughs> picking the wrong team. Um, I think their defense is strong enough to handle Blake Bortles because we just don't know if he's good enough. And I think yeah. the Ravens will win. A brown paper bag is strong enough to handle Blake yeah, Bortles. I, I, everything Brian said there, I completely agree. Ravens, I, I just think their defense will keep them in it. Poor Bortles, just he's just going to fail miserably at Wembley. Yeah. yeah. So Ravens, please. Um, we called it earlier. Credit to Harbaugh, what he's doing with all the injuries. Uh, Yander will be a loss, and the Jaguars' defensive line could be dangerous with a even more reshaken offensive line. But I say the Ravens have too much. I go Ravens as well. Next game, Broncos at Bills. I'll kick this one off. For me, it's very simple. It's the Broncos. Um, I'm not getting carried away with Week Two's performance, but I just don't see the Bills have enough. Broncos defense still is too strong. Yeah, Broncos all the way. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Bills. Ooh. Yeah, I think this is a letdown game. I think, think the so? Broncos have started with two home games. It's a yeah. forced away game, so we don't know what they expect from them. The one thing I will say about the Bills, defensively they've been very good in both games, and I think they will hold Simeon in check and they will win the game. Nice call. They That's might it. hold Simeon, but will they hold Anderson in check is the question. Gordon, next one. Steelers at the Bears. Oh, God, I wonder what you're going to go for. Well, look, I think this is just getting us off to 3-0, you know, so it's uh, Steelers, uh, an easy, easy win at the Bears. Steelers to win, and Belt actually finally put up some big numbers. Yeah, I agree. I think so. Yeah, Steelers all the way. Bit of a tricky one here, Brian. Falcons at Lions. Yeah, I was looking at this one, and similar to Gordon, you're talking about games which are hard to call. Uh, this is a tough one, and I'm actually going to stick... I know this is going to come back to bite me. I'm going to go with the Lions. Um, I think they'll win this game. I think, it's, look, it's every game these days with Atlanta and Detroit's high scoring. Um, they have the home factor. They seem to always seem to pull it out of the bag in the fourth quarter. I expect the Lions, not expect, just about to win. The Lions just about to win. No, I'm going with the Falcons on this one. Um, after their performance in week two, uh, it'll be interesting to see them on the road to the Lions. Um, but yeah, I just think the Falcons are, they're looking like they're back to their best. So yeah, Falcons for me for this one. Okay, I, I go Falcons as well. Um, they're the class of the NFC after two weeks. I think they'll keep it going. I think it'll be a great game. I think so it'll be a really good game to so watch. we've already got two where I'm on my own. The Lone Wolf. The yeah. Lone Wolf, about to lose, yes. Do you want me to do a Wolf nice? No, thank you. No. Browns at Colts. I'll kick this one off. The Colts are not winning a game until Andrew Luck gets fit. Even though it's the Browns and even though they have their own issues, I say the Browns will take him at home. Come on, Mark. On the Browns. Yeah, I'm I, I'm rolling the dice three weeks in a row. I'm going with the Browns here. I just, I can't back the Colts. <laughs> I'm going with the Colts. Lone Wolf. <laughs> Lone Wolf. <laughs> I think the Colts are going to win. They, they were unlucky last weekend, and uh, I think that Jacoby's a bit of a positive for them. I think he'll get them to win. Of course, the ex-Patriots quarterback. Uh, yeah. Bucks. I wouldn't really read too much into that. You know, uh, yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bucks at Vikings. Gouldo. I've got the Bucks for uh, for an easy win in this one. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see them in about five or six games when they don't get their bye week for the Bucks. But I think at the moment they're on a bit of a, a run. Um, Listen to them after their game last week. They're approaching this as, look, this is going to be our first of two appearances in Minnesota this year. So let's let's make it count. So yeah, I'm going with the Bucks for this one. Super Bowl 52 at Minnesota, of course. Yeah. Brian. Do you want to pick first? Yeah, okay. I'll go Bucks. I think the Bucks will have too much for the Vikings. Not sure that Bradford is going to be back in time, and if he is, could still be lingering with a bit of issues. Dalvin Cook did start off well for the Vikings, but the Bucks seem to be motoring. Nice warm-up week last week. I don't see the Vikings getting enough pressure around. I'll s- yeah, I'll go with the Bucks. Ju- um, it's a tough one, I think, to be honest. I think it's a lot closer than you give it credit for, um, but I think the Bucks will win. 
All right, I was going to start with you this one. Texans at the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> I think this is a, this is probably uh, like similar to week one. You'd probably underestimate the Chiefs. It's a, it's a trap game. You could underestimate Houston. We, uh, Patriots absolutely could. Texans play a lot of man coverage. Patriots got injuries. Do we have enough people to beat I, man coverage? Yeah. And the defense is a bit slow, which if Deshaun Watson gets rolling, could be a problem. Yeah, it's not a spread. The spread is 13 and a half points. Yeah. I think that's too I, big. I, I have taken actually seven away games in a row, but strangely, I'm going to go with the home team on this one. So I take the Patriots as Lads, well. We've just wasted 40 seconds talking about that there. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins at Jets. Very simple Dolphins. Yeah, I expect Dolphins to win, yeah. Uh, who do I, yeah, sorry, I had the Dolphins for an easy one. Sorry, why well, didn't I consider that? <laughs> yeah, Dolphins easy one for that. Now the late Sky game, the late Sky game, the six PM Sky game. Actually, they don't have a late game this week after the uh, the Wembley game, the six PM game is going to be the Giants at the Eagles. So this is the game most people will be watching. Sky and Sean that game. Sorry, they Mark. Don't have to show the Falcons game. That's what they had on the website. Anyway, okay, we'll anyway. correct that afterwards when Brian proved wrong. Yeah. Boom, boom. Giants, if the Giants are on, that's even better. Giants and Eagles. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, Brian can't not back the Giants. I'm backing the Eagles, lads. Oh, okay. really? Whoa! Yeah. Oh, there's the big one. Yeah. He's given up oh. on his team. I'm not giving it's up. I'm bro- just giving you an honest assessment. <laughs> You're giving us an honest assessment that the Giants are doomed to failure. Said and three, they've all Said collapsed. a few weeks ago, the Eagles secondary is really bad, uh, but they're but their interior rush is very good. And unfortunately, their offensive line against their interior rush is going to be a problem. And yeah. I just don't see us put up enough points because well, even though the Eagles lost last weekend, they still put up good points in in Kansas City. I think uh, Mark has just been proven wrong by our yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. sound engineer of Jason. He, that shouldn't, he shouldn't doubt me, but hey, whatever. Yeah, look, you I don't know. know why I've written Sky Games like that. Yeah, apologies. You're probably giddy after us losing on Monday night. Yeah, I wanted to see you lose again. Um, I've got the Eagles as well, Gordo. I think this is going to be one where all three of us pick the right result, the Eagles <laughs> to beat the Giants. I hope you're wrong. I really do. <laughs> um... Who whose idea was this? Point? <laughs> uh, Saints at the Panthers. This this is the second and only pick that I've struggled with. What? Oh yeah, I am really struggling with it because I'm seeing some of the stuff that Drew Brees is doing. I don't know who to go with, and I'm going to go with the Saints. Okay, I didn't struggle with this at all. It's the Panthers oh, at well, home. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's the Panthers I, I, all the way. I, I've got the Saints. The, the That's great. Were, that was the second game that I. Uh, Gordo's giving away his lead in the pit competition already. I won't be the crazy one next week. Um, Seahawks at the Titans. The Seahawks actually with Paddy Power at the moment are plus three points for this game. Giving away three. Uh, usually you can take them with three points for a 10 to 11 bet. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I, as I said, I think they're in a really bad spot to Seattle and I'm expecting Titans to win. Yeah. Uh, I'm Titans as well, uh, to be honest with you. I think they'll have enough. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting one. I have the Titans to win this fairly handy. And the reason being is just that uh, Mariota's offensive line, his guards and his tackles are just too good this year. Um, they have kept him a clean pocket all season so far. I think it's one sack in two games, I think, yeah. which I think was the most recent game. So, look, it will be a test. They didn't. They failed the first test against Raiders, but they're getting some love here. So we're all on the Titans on that one. Bengals at the Packers. Oh, dear God, lads, it's the Packers. <sighs> Andy, yeah. Andy Dalton. Andy yeah. Dalton. Uh, yeah, the Packers all the way. Packers, I yeah, the Packers are going to win convincingly. Yeah. Chiefs at the LA Chargers. Yeah, I've got the Chiefs to win this. Um, I think the LA Chargers will do well. I think they'll put it to them, but because it's it's in LA, uh, and Philip Rivers is is playing some decent ball. I think his uh, percentage 
completion percentage is quite high so far this season, but yeah, I am sticking with uh, the Chiefs to win this one. So for those of you counting at home, that's Gordon's predicting all four of his teams to win all four. this weekend. All four, yeah, yeah. Brian, who you got? Yeah, I'd expect the Chiefs to win comfortably, to be honest. Yeah, I think, I, yeah. I'm on the Chiefs yeah. as well. Look, yeah. Chargers will get it together and they won't be snake bit forever, but not this weekend. No. Raiders at the Redskins is the late night game. And Chiefs Chargers is actually on Sky. Sorry, I should have said as well. Raiders and the Redskins at the Redskins is the late night game. This could be a really good game, guys. It could if Cousins gets his act together because, as I said, they, the run game pretty much won that game for them against the Rams. And again, they, even, they weren't convincing. No, I'm going to have to stick with the Raiders. I think the Raiders, they look very good. They really do. Um, they were my pick to go to the Super Bowl on the AFC side and uh, nothing's changed my mind. They look really good and I'm going to stick with them to win the game. Yeah, yeah they're same as Brian. They're my pick for the Super Bowl this year as well. So um, I'm going to stick with the Raiders. Uh, I do think if the Redskins play as they did in week two, it will be a close game. I don't think they were. Were they your pick for the Super Bowl in our were pre-season they? predictions? See, he, 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 he can't he, even he, remember. He's allowed to change it every week. Well, it's like changing well, his teams. Well, that's someone's just going to have to go back and listen to see if they can call me out. But otherwise, Steelers. No, they, they, Steelers, was it? No? no, I think it was Raiders close enough. But anyway, okay. move on. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. It one was Steelers. It was Steelers. We know it was. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, the Raiders' defense isn't great. Mm. Redskins, if they run like they did on the weekend, could cause some trouble. <sighs> I, think I yeah, still got to go Raiders because they've been the best AFC team so far. I think their offense is just too oh, no, strong. Outside the Chiefs, it is uh, that division though. By the way, two and O Raiders, two and O Broncos, two and O. Uh, not Falcons, 2-0 Broncos, 2-0 Raiders, 2-0 Chiefs, of course. Yeah. And the Chargers should have won both their games. So a real tense and division. And that's where the demise of the Pacers will be this season in that, that division. That's what you'd like to think. That's what you'd like to think. I'm going to go the Raiders as well, although it's very close. Cowboys at the Cardinals wraps up the week's games on Monday Night Football. I think we all have to go for the Cowboys after our dissing of the Cardinals in this episode. So, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just think it's two poor teams at the moment playing each other, but I think the Cowboys will, will get the win. Yeah, after I have no time for Arizona. I don't think they're good at all. So, on the basis of that, I'd have to expect at least... It'll be tougher than people think because it, it is a home game for mm. the Cards. It's their first home game, actually. So, And Monday night and all that comes with that in America. So, no, but I still think the Cowboys will win. Yeah, I, I said the Cowboys could start the season really badly. They could start off one and four, given the schedule they had. Um, I didn't expect them to lose, albeit last weekend. Um, I still lean towards the Cowboys. It's going to be tight, though. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think, because I think whichever team loses that is going to be gone, like the season almost Jeez. right off that early, because yeah. they're, they're on a downward spiral. Well, I'd like to say about that division, the NFC East, you've got one, three one and ones and a zero and two. If results go a particular way this weekend, you, could, you could have everybody in one and two. Stop. You stop. could have everybody. You, seriously. Stop. Oh. I picked the Eagles. I'm just saying there's a possibility that... You did pick the Eagles. So yeah. you're picking the Giants to go on three. Anyway, let's move on and wrap it up. Bets of the week. Uh, for those of you who have been following, our Hot Pot treble is now... If you bet started with 100 euro, you'd be now up to 244 euro. So that's going quite nicely for us all. Um, I've got an away day treble. As I said, I've got loads of away teams picking. I've got the Rams, Broncos, and Ravens all with the spread, which pays out six to one. Yeah, my six to one is um, the Packers to cover eight and a half, the Chiefs to cover three, and despite what he says about the Saints winning in Carolina, I don't see it. I think Carolina will cover minus six, so that's a six to one treble. Heavy spread on the Carolina, but yeah, still think enough. it's a touchdown win, yeah. at least. Well, again, like the picks, I think all of my bets so far have come 
True. We yeah. only pick at singles, Gordon. You know, that's uh, an easy. Well, it's 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 uh, it's the sensible route. Some would say. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, this is how we if we're here to make money. We're not here to lose it. But so you're showing out your single already, are you? So uh, my I'm going for another over unders, and oh, I am going for the unders on the Rams v 49ers game. Um, I can't. I don't have it down here what it is, but uh, we will post yeah, it out on Twitter later on. You think it's going to be pretty low anyway? Yeah, pretty much. And it's then, okay and if then he keeps winning. He's playing for Thanksgiving party. <laughs> that's that's the main thing. And then we'll. We still have to agree on what we believe to be the, the banker of the weekend, so we'll get to that later in the week and yeah. then we'll put that out. Yeah. Put that out on social media. Uh, I have an interesting one for you. I just uh, I saw this and I thought because there's one quarterback in it, it's it's very interesting. After two weeks, the top five quarterbacks for completion percentage: uh, Eli Alex Manning. Smith. So you e- have Eli Manning, Alex no. Smith, Alex Smith is Derek, there. Derek Carr. Yeah. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Eli Manning. It's not Eli Manning. What? Eli Manning, guys, and then Matt Stafford in fifth position. Uh, but again, not not just to I said that just doesn't seem right considering you wouldn't consider all of those five the top five quarterbacks in the league. Then you go for the quarterbacks with the most yardage in the league so far, and then that looks very different. It's Brady, Rogers, Breeze, Wentz, and Smith. As expected. Do you uh, want, yeah. Do you want me to give you some nostalgia? No, not really. But no, 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 no. I don't think you're going to give us a chance in relation to it. I, actually, before we move off, I want to see how many throws, how many of those completions are Manning were to Vereen on checkdowns. Because I'd say there's a fair few. But go on, Brian. A, a half-time, in the, a half-time in the Giants game on Monday evening, they celebrated 10-year anniversary when the Giants beat the Patriots. Oh, yeah, I did see so that. The, the entire Tom team was there. coming out smiling all over his face. Yeah. So yeah. I started thinking back to that year. And in week one, we played away to the Cowboys and lost. In week two, we played an NFC North team and lost. And in week three, we went away to an NFC East team and won. So it's the same same pattern. So maybe we will win this weekend. <laughs> maybe and they will. Uh, and win the Super Bowl. And, and, <laughs> now that, and, you've, and you've brought that up, and it's good to hear, of course, that you've bet against the Giants this weekend then in picking the Eagles. But again, this is supposed to be an impartial podcast. So yeah. <laughs> it is an impartial podcast, and you, you're still not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Look, on that rather destroying uh, nostalgic note, we will call our final play of the week. Um, for the Patriots, Redskins, and Titans, week two got things back on track, and the immediate panic is over. For the state of New York, and trust me, both MetLife teams are a state. As the Carpenters said, we've only just begun. This has been the Irish NFL podcast brought to you in association with the42.ie. Follow us on Twitter at IrishNFLPod and uh, subscribe to the pod on iTunes and SoundCloud. We'll talk more football soon, but from now it's bye from Gordon. Goodbye and go Browns. Goodbye from Brian. See you all next week. And it's goodbye (laughs) from me. Goodbye.